Welcome to the Stuttering Mind podcast. I'm Rama Siva, author and speech coach, bringing you interviews, inspiration and information on stuttering and stammering. You can find the episode show notes, your free seven-step guide to expressing yourself and lots more information at stutteringmind.com. Let's get started. This is episode number 39. In today's episode, we have Sabrina Hasni from England. I'm honored to have Sabrina on Such Mind. Welcome, Sabrina. Hello, uh, Rama. Thank you uh, for having me yeah, in your podcast. Thank you for joining. So what is your earliest memory of stuttering or trying to get your words out? My earliest memory. So, um, yeah, so that goes back when I was in my childhood uh, and um, I remember one story and that was, um, well, I was at that time maybe uh, five years old, right? And um, I remember I was uh, just speaking to myself and uh, I was noticing that I was repeating um, some sounds and I just went rushing to my father saying, uh, I am having this. And what he said, and I think he uh, did the right thing saying, don't worry, it's something uh, very normal, it will go. And um, so I wasn't worried uh, at the time, but it's more after. Huh? So uh, it's when I started uh, going to school and I had to, um sometimes uh, make um presentations uh, or read out loud that i figure out that uh, i i was having uh, uh this speech in uh, um difficulties that i was not like the other um children in my class and how did that make you feel as a child sensing that and to be honest i think you were quite smart at noticing at the age of five that you were repeating sounds syllables or words because i don't recall in my life thinking at that age i remember at the age of eight that was when i was plucked out of my classroom and sent direct to the speech therapy jail where I will be stuck for the next 30 years. So tell me about your feelings as a five-year-old, six-year-old struggling, if you can remember. Well, I, I don't think I was um, uh, really um, struggling much before I, I started, I think, um, at around uh, 12. And um, all happened because I moved. Uh, I moved uh, with my parents from um, um, one city to another one, and um, I used to be a very uh, lively child. Uh? I was like having uh, many friends, and I remember even that um, I used to be part of the, the um, um, theater group in uh, my primary school. And I don't remember 
really stuttering. I re remember that I was having a bit of fear, but when I was speaking, I was doing it right. Um, until I was maybe about uh, 12 years old. Um, and as I said, this is, yeah, this was in a uh, very uh, different uh, environment. Huh? Um, and um, I started having this speaking, uh, uh, um, this speaking uh, difficulties. Huh? Uh, and uh, yeah, and that maybe became a bit worse and worse. Huh? Um, I think, uh, yeah, at that at that time um, of life, I think it's the most uh, difficult one. It's uh, this transition huh, between childhood and uh, adulthood, um, uh, where I think I've suffered uh, the most from it. Okay, so it was because you moved cities, you changed schools and that was at the age of 12, that you started to become more and more self-conscious of body stuttering. And how did that affect your personality? Uh, let's say, um, uh, I really um, was uh, still a lively person, huh? but, I remember that I was having uh, th this fear that uh, became to develop, uh, this fear that I didn't have before. And it is the fear of um, uh, just speaking on the phone. Uh, so I, I remember when I had to call my friends, it was for me a like a um, very, difficult task yeah, to do uh, because at that time we didn't have the mobile phones so when the phone was ringing at their home uh, that might be their father or their sister who will be taking the phone and I was always uh, a little bit afraid um, of speaking to uh, uh, one person that I don't know. Huh? Uh, so <laughs> when I was having uh, uh, my friends, they were always uh, just telling me, why uh, don't you call me often? I am always the one who needs to call you. And, um, and uh, that was uh, very difficult for me uh, just to give uh, the reason why. Yeah? Yeah? So uh, um, yeah, and then as I said, um, um, the fear um, of speaking in front of an audience uh, was there. Um, so I was trying to, um, uh, just trying to not be in those uh, situations uh, um, if I would have the choice. Okay, so the stuttering didn't affect your professional life. It did. It did because at some point uh, in meetings, in uh, presentations, I was not at ease. Huh? So um, 
and even the people around me, they've noticed that. And so, um, um, yeah, so in a way, it was a bit of a barrier in my career development. Um, I think I, I could have done something else uh, if I wasn't um, um, uh, affected by uh, my stammer. Okay, so up until the age of 23, you lived in Algeria. And you said quite early on, at the age of five, you noticed that you were repeating sounds, words, syllables, etc. Mm -hmm. And were you aware that you were able to speak really well when you were alone by yourself? Or did you notice that you couldn't speak really well, even though you're completely alone in a locker room just by yourself? No, so uh, indeed I was aware of that. I think um, um, I was feeling um, frustration a lot when I was young. Uh, I was feeling uh, this frustration because I thought in my mind that if we work hard and if we would prepare for uh, like uh, one event. Like I was very disciplined uh, at school as well as at work, which means that for my exams, I would be working uh, up front. I would be um, preparing them. And if I would do that, there is no reason that I will fail. Huh? With my speech, I was doing the same thing. I was also uh, when I would when uh, I would uh, need to prepare for a um, presentation, I would do the same thing. I would be putting a lot of efforts in the preparation, and I would be rehearsing at home. Um, and when when comes the date or the time of the presentation, everything goes wrong. So I was feeling this um, frustration because I just couldn't understand the reason why. Huh? Why am I just putting all of these efforts, but at the end, I am uh, failing. So something was wrong. <laughs> So when you were by yourself, you were practicing, you were speaking really well, but when you were doing a presentation at school, university, college, that was a different story, correct? Yes, indeed. So, um, so uh, there was a noticeable difference in between, uh, yeah, um, when I was rehearsing even in front of my friends or my family and in front of an audience that I didn't know. So um, that was for me sort of an experience that uh, I was finding uh, very strange. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think we all, as people start to have come to that same 
strangeness where we are sounding like Barack Obama, Tony Blair, Bill Clinton, but when we are in front of an audience, we sound like Mr. Bean, and we cannot actually communicate what we prepared for as many days, weeks, and months. I completely had the same experience, and the frustration was very high. And in the end, I gave up. I gave up on all speech therapy and techniques. So I wanted to ask you, does anyone else in your family stutter? That is a good question, actually, because um, there is also uh, one member of my family. It's uh, my brother, but he is an, uh, a person who doesn't show it. So what he has is like uh, two tricks that work well because because uh, he can speak, um, um, I would say almost uh, fluently, but he sometimes uses some uh, filler words, um, but he doesn't have all of this uh, distortion, I would say that um, most of the stammers have, and that I used to have a lot uh, in my face and all of the tension. And I discovered as well, which I didn't know that even my father did have a uh, stammer when he was young, but, um, but he um, overcame it um, with time. And uh, and uh, this information I didn't have at, at the beginning. It was only later that uh, my father revealed to me that he had uh, a um, stutter. So. Uh, and when your dad told you he had a stammer, stutter, what did you tell him? What were your feelings, thoughts, and how old were you at that time? Oh, at the time I was um, in my 30s, but um, so, um, yeah, in terms of my emotions, I was not, um, I was like, uh, like almost feeling that did something that, um, uh, that can affect anyone and any person can overcome any fear so so uh, my father now is like a uh, is a uh, uh, very good uh, communicator huh? so then uh, he speaks uh, in, on tv huh? so uh, and uh, so i was just thinking okay to come from the stage where we stammer and that we overcome that fear and we are able to speak uh, in front of 2000 people or more. Um, there's something yeah, that, that I can also do <laughs> and uh, that everyone else uh, with, a, uh, with a stutter uh, 
can do. Um, Fabulous. And uh, can, can you share some of the tricks your brother uses that you have noticed? <laughs> no, so um, I think uh, it's not, um, I don't think it would be useful anyway. <laughs> it will bring anything, but for me, it's more uh, repeating some sounds. Uh, and this can be in, in uh, this can, be noticed in in um, uh, many people when uh, they would speak, they would use th uh, these filler words. Huh? Um, and I think it's one of the tricks that even myself I have used in the past. Uh, so I think this is the most common one. Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, recall any trick uh, uh, that uh, that I can mention in this interview. Uh. Sure, I mean, um, just to comment, I think as a person who stutters, are we as a group of people over critical, over analytical of anyone that may show any disfluency or stumble or stutter? Are we so are we so self-aware that if we see someone using repeating sound syllables or words or using filler words such as um, uh, etc., that we are so aware of that and we see it as a trick where it could be that it is actually the way they speak and it is actually a normal way that most people who speak. It's just, it's just that us, the stutterer, we are so attuned to not stuttering. Wuh, wuh. We cannot suh, suh, speak la, like this, but because the audience, the people looking at us will think, or we will think, they will think that there's something rah, rah, wrong. But if we actually duh, Duh, decide to speak the way we want to, speaking one word per breath. And if we decide to consciously choose this path for a period of time, then we will automatically retrain our neurons in our brains to fire the right way and speak. Because you said, which was something strange that you encountered early on, same as me, I could speak to my cat at the age of 11 without stuttering. But a adult, my mom or dad listening at the door, I'll start to seize up, I'll start to climb up. So do you think as people who stutter, we are over critical, over analytical in the disfluencies of normal people? Yeah, so um, in my opinion, and I, I speak um, 
for myself, I am uh, a um, perfectionist. Uh, so I like, even at my work, um, and I like to, even when I am speaking, I pay attention to what I am saying. And at the same time, when I am listening, because I have this, this fluency, um, I, I would pay attention um, on how other people speak. Um, and um, I could notice yeah, some few things that might be quite normal for others. Um, but it's, I think, I think we are uh, also, uh, uh, I mean, for me, I am uh, very, uh, uh, very critical about how other people speak because it's like the way that I would like to speak and maybe I would put the bar very high. And so it's like almost the way that Barack or Barack Obama speak, uh, um, the way that Barack Obama speak, huh? as you mentioned, um, is what we see as being um, the perfect uh, way of speaking. And we are also very, um, I am very, uh, judgmental on how um, other people uh, would speak. Uh, so I, I know that I cannot speak um, slowly because I will get bored. Huh? So I think that it's in, um, yeah, it's in uh, my um, mind uh, that um, if I would speak slowly, I might even lose my thoughts. <laughs> uh, so, um, and I try to speak in a pace which is in between. I know that I cannot speak too fast. I mean, if I would be able to, I would be speaking fast, but I give my time, um, I need to give myself the time to um, breathe and to just gather my thoughts before um, I would speak. And so um, I've learned with time and uh, um, I've, um, I spoke last time at uh, the Toastmasters and um, one of the persons there just say, um, just said, uh, that quality is more important important uh, than quantity, yeah? <laughs> so as long as I can deliver the message, um, that is what I want. Um, yes, as long as you can duh, duh, deliver the message, that is the key. Yeah. You're spot on. So wah, wah. What is stopping you from using wah? 
whatever techniques that empower you to sir, speak the way that you want to and not be rushed just because you have an audience waiting for you. That's absolutely true. I think that assertiveness and resisting time pressure are the two things that I learned with time. I, I don't need to speak like other people. I can have my own way of speaking. And I can, I can mention as well that uh, with the Maguire uh, program, I learned some tools that allow me to, um, to uh, deliver my message and do it the way that I want to in um yeah in a uh, controlled manner i think this is what is important that i am in control it's not anyone else who is either from the audience or um yeah who would be in control of my speech and i think just taking this responsibility and saying Okay, um, my task at the end is to deliver the message, right? And I can do it the way that I want to speak, as long as I don't show fear or uh, distortions that might give some signals to the audience that I am not in control. Absolutely. So what is stopping people who stutter taking full ownership and control over their stutter and sir, sir, speaking the way that they want to in pressurized situations such as in dates or job interviews or presentations what is stopping you from, you can only talk about yourself, what is stopping you from realizing that if I don't stutter when I'm by myself, which I realized when I was 11, why do I stutter in front of an audience? So my question is, what is stopping you from taking full ownership and control over your stutter and speaking the way that you feel you need to because the fear and anxiety is clearly shown and seen by the audience. When I was an out of control stutterer, my whole body would emanate fear, anxiety, and I was depressed. I was anxious and I led 
a half-lived life for 20 years, I would say. But it's only when, after certain things happen in my life, that I'm aware of my breath, I'm aware of my speech, I'm aware of my human body, and I'm able to express myself in a way that wasn't possible as a stutterer because I had locked up, I was a lively child as well, from mm -hmm. what my parents tell me, but that liveliness got beaten out of me, not physically, but the stutter mm -hmm. made me into a shy, basically into a monk. So what do you think is stopping you from making a real breakthrough in terms of nah, nah, not giving a monkeys about what anyone thinks about your speech, the way you look, the way you are? So I am, I am changing this mindset. Eh? So um, um, because as part of the stutter, there is um, what we show is all of the, the tension. Um, but um, I think the biggest part is what um, what um, we don't show. Uh, and uh, just speaking about myself is uh, is all of uh, this um, these emotions that only occur when we when I am speaking in front of an audience is to be judged by that audience. And having said that, it's mainly when it comes when there are expectations uh, that will need to um, uh, that I will need to. Uh, meet uh, and that can be either at work when I am speaking to figures of authority uh, or for instance I am teaching uh, at the university I do a uh, one day um, of teaching it's about uh, four hours in the morning and then it's uh, four hours in the afternoon it's also also meeting their expectations in terms of learning where I have this pressure on the top that comes, but it is a pressure that I think that I put on myself and there is really no need actually to add um, this additional stress and this, um, yeah, and this um, additional um, pressure uh, that would make um, the speech, um, uh, I would say, uh, not in control. Um, yeah, so this is what I think. Um, and um, as, as I m mentioned, it's uh, for me, it's a, it is a 
journey uh, that I'm still doing, uh, that I'm still in. Huh? Um, but I see a big difference from where I was, I would say 10 years ago and where I am right now. Hmm? And, um, and I think uh, it's more about changing this mindset, accepting um, the fact that I have th this stutter. And I also have learned with time to forgive myself. Huh? I think uh, forgiveness is something that we, uh, that, uh, we need to uh, do very often. <laughs> um, because we are, sometimes I feel that I am very, demanding of, of uh, myself, yeah? So, um, and sometimes I just need to learn and, and just try to say, okay, uh, you've done well and just give a bit of um, uh, one tap uh, on, the, cho on uh, the shoulders and say, yeah, that, that's fine. Huh? I think uh, this thing I, I didn't do for many years and I was uh, very harsh uh, with myself, I think. Uh, and it's when I started to for, forgive myself that I do better in those situations. Absolutely. So let's go back to your story. So at the age of 23, you left Algeria and you were working and traveling across the world. And when did you move to London? Oh, I moved uh, to London uh, many years after. So it was at the age of about um, 32. Okay. And was that when you joined the Maguire program? Yeah, so actually, um, I joined the Maguire program two years later. Um, and um, yeah, it was uh, for me um, an exciting journey. Uh, I think it was an eye opener for me to be part of uh, the Maguire um, program. Um, I think what I've learned most from it is that I was not by myself uh, in this situation. So up until around the age of 35, you hadn't met many people who started, am I correct? No, uh, surprisingly, um, I was thinking that I was uh, the only one maybe in this world uh, because uh, I didn't meet a lot of people, or maybe I did meet, but they've done a very good job in hiding their stutter. Okay, and how was your experience talking to other people who also stuttered, who also are struggling with their stutter? Did you find that, like me, that you made really good friends with them because you were able to finally communicate with a group of people without any tension, without any stress, and you were able to use the techniques very easily because you were encouraged to use the techniques and you were sort of encouraged 
And I found that personally that whenever I spoke to a Magua person, I never stuttered. And even though I worked at number 10 Downing Street, when I would stutter, when I had my friend Simon phone me, I wouldn't stutter with him, but on the next phone call with an important person, I would stutter. So how was the experience for you? Yes, yeah, so I think I had exactly the same as what you said. So it's, um, it, it is about first seeing that we are, uh, that we are not alone. Huh? So it's finding uh, this uh, big uh, supporting community. I think this is uh, one of the treasures uh, of the uh, Maguire program. And I made uh, many friends uh, there. They are still my friends ev uh, even yeah, uh, many years after. Um, what is good about it is that we can um, uh, just pick the phone and call any person. And um, yeah, the, the people there are wonderful. And um, it is strange indeed that even uh, myself, I would see that I am uh, not stuttering or speaking in a um, controlled way uh, with the Maguire um, um, uh, people. Whilst if I am, sometimes I would be speaking uh, outside of Maguire, I would be speaking the differently. And it's what you've mentioned. Sometimes we are, um, I would say, affected uh, by the environment uh, because it's a different environment. So it's a Maguire environment and there is the outside world. Um, and uh, the success is when we combine all of these uh, uh, worlds into one. Huh? So there is no difference in between uh, uh, all of uh, these uh, environments. Uh, Absolutely. So what do you think is missing in your environment? that you need to change to make the Maguire world across to the whole world? So what is missing? I think it is uh, having this confidence to go outside and use the technique and, or I would say speaking freely, uh, the same way as we would speak in Maguire, the same way as we would speak within our family and uh, use it outside. And this doesn't come like, okay, I will be going and um, we'll be speaking uh, like that. Uh, that will come with practice uh, because for me, if we want to gain this confidence, 
we need to practice a lot uh, and it means that we need to gain experience and uh, for me the best way uh, i mean uh, especially right now uh, on, under uh, the lockdown i find that these uh, experiences are not um, as many as we would like to have uh, uh, so i tried for instance, whilst I was part of Maguire, I was also being part of Toastmasters because I wanted to really bring it into this, uh, into one other uh, environment. Um, and that is the only way, yeah? So it's more like uh, just uh, creating these uh, bridges and reinforcing them, right? So we start just, building them uh, but the way that we build them is mainly by uh, practicing them in uh, in a different uh, environment fantastic can i ask you when did you start speech therapy <laughs> um, so uh, are you asking me my first uh, I thought so. As I mentioned, uh, I think I was about eighteen, huh? and I I started to have th this fear because I had to make a uh, presentation um, at uh, the university. So I went to my parents and I said, "Look, I really need help," um, and uh, they. Um, they took me to a speech therapist and to a uh, psychologist, right? But I think yeah, both of them really didn't help me. Yeah? So we were, I was just uh, speaking to them uh, for one hour, like uh, once a week. They will make me read a book uh, and I was reading perfectly fine. Uh, they were giving me advices to relax. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but it's different, huh? So, uh, because that was only a one-to-one -one conversation. It was not something uh, that um, was helping me in uh, my everyday um, life, I would say. What advice would you give to your younger self, who is 12, 13, based on your experience you have had so far? Okay, so, uh, I mean, uh, the advice that I would give to myself would be an advice that I would give to anyone else, right? It's not... Um, um, for me, um, it's like I was reinforcing the cycle of fear when I was young. Huh? So as I, as I said, um, when I figured out that I was not speaking like others, um, the first reaction was say, okay, um, I will not be answering the phone. I will not be... Um, exposing myself to a situation where I need to speak. So I was just avoiding all of this. Um, 
And this obviously was not uh, the best um, solution. Huh? So um, it's like, I would say, it's like um, when we know that when we know that we are um, not good at uh, something, um, but it's not a basic thing, then we can live our life without it. Like if I don't know how to swim, uh, for example, you know, it's not a big deal <laughs> because I can live uh, very happily my life and I don't need to really uh, learn how to swim. But if I don't know how to speak in a way uh, that I will deliver my message, I would say efficiently or I want that. So that would be a barrier and it might not allow me to live a happy life or a life that I would like to, um, uh, to live. Or I would say that might not um, make me an accomplished uh, person. Yeah. Great. So do you think you are able to deliver your message well now? So what I think is I've learned with time that um, I, um, I would uh, deliver my message better if I would make this connection with the audience huh? or with the person that I am speaking to, rather than just having this sort of wall and being in my world. Huh? So the things that I was doing before and also uh, just uh, before I would speak, for instance, even right now or um, at work, uh, I would say that I I am having uh, a uh, a uh, stutter, uh, so that will make the audience at ease, uh, and that will make the other person at ease, and it's like an icebreaker. Uh, so it's like uh, and saying it up front um, really helped me, uh, like in, in my journey since about. Uh, 10 years ago uh, to um, accomplish many things in my life. Um, so um, that would be, I think, the advice that I would give to uh, many people or younger people who would stutter. Great, so let me ask you finally, are you afraid of stuttering? So I am so afraid of stuttering. No, okay. I don't mind re repeating words, but in a controlled manner. And I know that I can do it. Fear means is something that I am not in control of. 
And why is that? So it's more to, to understand why I am having this fear, not to say, okay, I am having this fear, but no, um, many experiences in my life showed me that um, I can speak in a controlled manner. So I have no reason to have this fear. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time, Sabrina. It's been marvelous speaking with you. Thank you very much uh, for inviting me in your podcast, uh, Brahma. It was a real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope you found it really helpful. You may also like the backlist episodes and show notes at touchinmind.com forward slash podcast. You can also get the seven steps to expressing yourself free guide at touchinmind.com forward slash free guide. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, rate and review on your favorite podcast platform. You can connect with me on all social media platforms by looking for Touching Mind. Thank you again and look forward to connecting with you.